Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Jeez, you, yeah, you, yeah. you put the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> just, just, just. No, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so it sort of comes really? my face. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Tess Griffin. All right, Tess. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. It's, um, how you been? How you been for a start? Like it's been pretty full on. I want to be positive, yeah. but I absolutely hate lockdown. It's tough. There's nothing that I like about it yeah. at all. So yeah, all right, as good as you can be. Yep. You know, we've had a rough Chuck couple of weeks. Mic. I can't even see your face. Chuck your mic here. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, for a start, Tess, I, I wanted to get you on. Well, first of all, I think we'll start with how I first came across you. I like to normally say that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I think it's because I reached out to you to be on my yeah, website. It the, yes, yeah. it was. So it was a friend, a mutual friend, um, Nalina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you still friends with her? Yeah, I love you... Nalina. Like she, I used to teach her daughter Paisley right. dancing years yep. ago since she was really little, and then we like bump into each other or we chat. I haven't a seen bit. her in years. Like we did yeah. our course together, ah. 2012. So I think that's where it came. It definitely came from that because yeah. she must have tagged me in something, and then I think you messaged me from that. And she, I can't even remember what exactly it was that she said about you, but she's like, you need to interview this guy. I don't know what she would have said either back then. I can go back. I'll go, yeah, back. go back. I'll send it to and you. And that's what I want to see what I said because I was like, I can't remember what I said. Yeah. So and I let my, my website lapse. So yeah, I can't even see your interview. But whatever Nalina, yeah. the, her reasoning was for me to interview, I can't remember, but I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll reach out. I wonder what I said. Yeah. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have, like I hadn't, I'd just come to Ballarat. So I don't, yeah, that, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, all right, let's start us off. So I listened to your podcast the other day. And mm-hmm. I thought you've got a pretty interesting story, so mm-hmm. I thought we'll get you on. Yeah. Um, for those who are listening, well, you, actually, you tell them. You tell them what your so w- when you started the, the interview. The interview. Yeah. So you started back in two thousand. Oh, seventeen or eighteen? Seventeen. No. Two thousand seventeen. No. Well, my podcast I just started. Yeah. Two no, weeks ago. Two thousand seventeen was when you started your. Um, yeah, because my son was about six months old and he was born in twenty seventeen. Yeah, so it was like almost the end of that year so it was a while it was like four and a bit years ago i swear it was when i was in school really well maybe she just i don't know i'll have to check that okay that makes more sense to me now maybe that (laughs) then she did maybe recommend me okay Mm. um Yep. And why'd you start it? Why'd you start, yeah? Well, initially, I I just had my first child and I was used to being really busy. I worked, I always worked like three jobs and then all of a sudden I was stuck at home. Um, I had quite an unsettled baby. So I was like, I want to do something, but I can't really do anything major. I wasn't even thinking about going back to work then. Was that sleep unsettled? Uh, yeah, the works. <laughs> hated the car, hated sleep, um, tummy issues, just like everything you could think of for a first child. It is the hardest. I think that um, I'm so lucky to have Taylor at home, but mm-hmm. my God, we had a sleep coach in the other day. Did you? Yeah, I have to, because it was just out of control. I'm like, so passionate about sleep now. Too. Did you have a sleep coach? Uh, yes, we had, oh, I can't remember her name, a local lady. Yeah. Um, she came in for a bit, but he was like six weeks old, so they don't even recommend you do a, like a no, routine or anything yeah, then. Yeah. But she was really good at advocating for me and agreeing that he had something wrong. Like okay. something was upsetting him. He wasn't just a baby that cried yeah. a lot. Um, I haven't had a sleep coach, but I have every single sleep program you could purchase. Online? Um, yeah, 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 every yeah, single yeah. one. I've read everything that there is to read. What do they make you do? What was the biggest cha- game changer? Uh, I reckon it's wake windows. So how long they're awake for. I don't know yeah. if that 
is as relevant for you mm. now that um, wake me does. Oh, like so, as you know, in, in the, from in when the, they wake up to when they go to sleep, like not letting them get overtired, but making mm-hmm. sure they're tired enough so, to go to sleep. That yep. was huge, um, and just him getting older and bigger and figuring out the right formula and everything yep. to feed him. But yeah, sleep is huge, we and we've been psycho with um, Romy, like really not no psycho is probably not the right word. Structured. From the beginning, I'm just like, you know, not rocking her to sleep, uh, if, you know, every time she goes to sleep and just a bit stricter yep. because we were burnt. So yeah. you rock her to sleep now or not? No, 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 no. 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 Put yeah, her in and walk that's out. A fir- that's that's, a, that's <laughs> what we learned. It's just like the first night was the hardest because it was like, um, it was like a three minute window, I reckon. We did like, so we put her in and you literally just drop her in and run. And then it's just like uh, every, so we time for three minutes and if she stopped, for 20 seconds in that three minutes you start the timer again mm-hmm. and it was like that for it was something like two or three nights and then fine oh that's so Couldn't good get over it. but like, it feels like hours when they're oh, crying for three like minutes yeah, yeah it's, it's just horrible like, it's horrible but, um i'm all for sleep training like i don't think that you need to let like you don't it's not them screaming until no. they're sick or anything like that but it's so good for them and you once they oh, so can sleep like i think that that's the the biggest uh torture in relationships i think oh, yeah. like kids and sleep and uh, you just don't see each other and like, i don't know if sam mentioned but we were truly one and done because we were so like we can never do this yeah, again I think he did. He said, <laughs> he's like i'm out yeah <laughs> like, so i'll done. never say never again because now we have two kids yeah. but it was that bad i was like i don't know how people do this and how do people have more than one or two or mm. three i i couldn't fathom but i can we'll be two and done for sure i reckon that <laughs> two's good two's good yeah. two's good number yeah um Awesome. So I want to dive into a bit of your past. Mm-hmm. So growing up, where did you grow up? Were you Ballarat? Yep, Ballarat. Um, yeah, I was raised by two uh, really young parents. So my mum was pregnant with me when she was 16. Oh, early, yeah. Yeah, and so she met my dad when she was 14. And um, so he was about – she was 16 and he was 17. By the time I was born, she was 17. So, yeah, I always used to think, oh, yeah, I have a pretty young mum. But now that I'm almost 30, I'm like, that is so young. Like, I feel... So <laughs> was she still in school? No, no. Not, not in school once she had me. No, I don't know when she pulled out of school. But, um, yeah, so really young parents. I uh, lost my dad when he was 21, so I was about three to suicide. And I have a little brother as well at the time. And so my mum and dad had two kids um, in 16 months, I think we are apart or 18 months and they were that young so yep. yeah that was so it sort of started off rocky yeah <laughs> you know like my mum's great but yeah um young parents and I don't remember I actually actually that's a lie I have some memories that I've they've been confirmed that they are actual memories and not just you know how you think you with, with your dad yeah, yeah. Th- of him um yeah. but I was like three so that's pretty young but I can remember some things for sure do you feel like like did <laughs> How, how did you, as you were growing up, mm-hmm. like, did you feel like it affected you much or did you feel like it was almost, mm-hmm. I don't want to say a better time, but like, I can imagine that going, you know, to five, to six, to seven, to eight, it'll affect you a lot more. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that I actually didn't know how he died until I was 18. Wow. So we always just sort of, I think we, my mum just let us assume purely because she was like you were so unaffected by it as you grew especially yep. my brother yeah um so she's like i just didn't want to give talk about something that heavy with such young children which yep. i respect her for it was great but we knew it wasn't good the way that he passed yep. and um i get into it a lot on my podcast but it wasn't better because then she had lots of partners that weren't great so gotcha. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know any different and um 
yeah since he passed and like i said i only have a handful of memories but yeah, yeah it's it's hard to say if, oh, if it was good or i think bad. i only um i only realized now what what well, not, i don't realize what it would do to kids but you never thought about it in school and it's only as you get older that you respect and appreciate your parents mm-hmm. so much more so much more yeah. and also like i think single mums are amazing i think you know women that choose or men that choose to have babies alone are amazing yeah. um just in my personal experience now having kids with sam I'm like, wow, my kids really need their dad. And so I see how much they love him. Like Otis is just, you know, turned four. So yep. he was had been for this last year the age I was when I lost my dad. Yep. And I'm like, he just loves Sam so much. I can't imagine yeah, if, he, if he yeah. was gone all, yep. all of a sudden. Yep. And, you know, I feel like they need him and he's like pivotal in like our kids being happy and healthy. So, yeah, I mean, you know, people lose their parents all the time. But I now being a parent, I'm like, wow, it's... I think it's made it's to be really, a two-person yeah. job. Yeah, you know? yeah, 100%. It's so, so hard. So, yeah. so you, what schools do you go to? Ballarat East and then to Barclay. Yeah. Barclay, is Barclay still there? No, which is a real bummer because it was really cool. You sort it's of got to year 10. Up on the hill? Is that? Yeah, up yeah, on the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had no uniform, no yep. bells. You could that. leave the campus. Everyone went to Macca's down the street all the time. <laughs> I <laughs> wagged a lot. Yeah. Yep. It, like I probably took advantage of it, but it was really cool. You kind of felt like an adult or like you were at what uni I would imagine. Uni, I yeah. didn't go to uni, but what it would be like. Yep. Yeah. So it was really good. I loved school. How long did you stay there till? Year 12? Yeah. Yep. I finished. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't super active. I was really social, but um, what, what's your ATAR get? Do you remember your ATAR? I'm not gonna say. Go uh, on, give no, it to no, no, I'll no, give you no, mine. No. Mine was but bad. You know, no, it wouldn't be worse than mine. But I told Sam, and I, when we were just friends, and I'm yeah. like, you have to promise. And he tells people all the time. You probably should have asked him when he was. <laughs> what was ATAR? Oh, it was so bad. So Did so they have bad. to? Was it as bad as they don't give you the result and you have to call them? No, it wasn't that bad, but I wasn't trying at all because okay. I was like, I'm not going to uni. I don't need to try. But then now I look back and I'm like, well, why? Why even go to you? To, I don't know. Like, yeah, why I, do it if, if you I applied get, yeah. myself? I think I could have done quite well. But I was sort of between, but oh no, like I, I sort of tried, but I didn't really care that much. Mine was like a fifty-five, I reckon. Oh, that's that's good. Okay, mine was lower than that. So fifty-five. I wouldn't say fifty-five is good. <laughs> yeah, but it's not if you want to go me. somewhere. Okay, better than yeah, better than a forty. I just really two. wanted to work. I was like keen to work full time and start making my own money and. I wanted Where, to get my own place. And so you stopped at year 12 and you, yep. you weren't with Sam then, were you? No, we were, uh, no, we weren't officially dating or anything like that, but we've been friends since we were like 12. So yeah. we were hanging out the whole time. Um, yeah. It's essentially high school sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. we were in year eight, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for a period there. Oh, were you really? Yeah. So then, what, then broke up and then go back yeah. to Yeah. And then we wow. were just friends and we had other boyfriends and girlfriends and yeah, we've been friends the whole time, which wow. is cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you leave, yeah, so you leave school and you go to where? Where were you working? Well, so I got a job at 14 and nine months at, uh, on the dot at Skin Ski and Surf. It was like my dream place, mm-hmm. a surf shop. It's locally owned in Ballarat. It's still here? Yep. Yep. They used to, used to have to be two. my landlord. Really? Um, Johnny O'Neill? Yeah. Is it John? Paul Bivitt? No, I think it's John. Yeah. Uh, he used to own our property uh, on Humphrey Street. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I worked there from when I was really young. So when I left school, I told them, like, I want to work full time. Yep. And so I did. And I worked there for a long, long time, like over 10 years. So I worked there for. Yeah. Mm. Why'd you leave? Well, I, why did I leave? I was teaching dancing as well and I was working the weekends a lot and I think I just wanted a Monday to Friday job and I just wanted to earn more money. So they did offer me to go up into a role, like a more of a leadership role, 
But um, I think I was like, I just wanted to change. I'd been there for so long and I thought I really wanted to try something different. And I thought I would enjoy an office job. So I went into health insurance and I didn't even know what health insurance was when I applied for the job. You just saw the dollars and you thought, yeah. Well, I had a friend that worked there and she's like, look, it's really good. You get paid really well. You have a uniform that, you know, they send you to Geelong for training for two weeks. They put you up in a hotel. Okay. It's a really good experience. And like the boss, she's awesome. So I was like, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. And I got it out of like 70 applicants or something. Because you knew someone? <laughs> no, because I, I interviewed well, I think. Okay. And yep. I didn't put my age um, on the resume because I was oh, like was 20... Two or 23, 22 at the time. And it was like mainly, I think they wanted like middle-aged or okay. 30 plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were all like, oh, I didn't realize how young she was. Right. Yeah. But I, cause they didn't know what my age was, Did but they, I, they, I'd been like, I've been managing a store for this many years. Oh, I teach yeah, students, like I manage years, money. Yep. I, I've hired people, fired people, that kind of thing. So it all looked good on paper. Yeah. And I was just a lot younger than what they realized. When, when did the dance stuff happen then? When were you started? So we started, I started dancing when I was in about year eight. And that's where I met Sam. My brother was dancing as well. And Sam and I started our own dance school in 2012. Yep. And Sam was doing that full time. So I was working, I always had the steady full time job. And he would travel all around um, regional Victoria and teach during the week, even when we had Otis. Like he would get wow. home at like nine or 10 o'clock. So he'd go to Colac and then he'd go to Camperdown or... Like one on one sessions or who's he teaching? Class, so classes, Class either ones that he'd set up himself or he'd teach at other dance schools would reach out to him because he was so good at break dancing and it's like a quite a niche thing. Not, yeah. not everyone's good at it and he's yep. really good with kids. Okay. And I guess because he had his own dance school, it was yep. more appealing. He'd do like lunch programs, after school programs. Yeah, heaps and heaps of classes he so used to teach. You were hip hop too? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, not break dancing <laughs> for me. I can't even do like a handstand or a cartwheel. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, loved hip hop dancing. I only what? ever, maybe at my peak of teaching, I probably taught maybe nine classes a week. Yeah. And then I'd still work full time. So we had a studio at one point of our own. And um, yeah, I'd teach like all night Monday, all night Tuesday, and then here and there. You still got it? Well, we were te- Sam was teaching one night a week, but with COVID at the moment, it was like we'd open, everyone would pay for the term, That'd refund everybody, yeah, close again. And so um, Sam and I just said, like, we'll just call it quits for the rest of the year. And yeah. it was just constantly like giving people money back or yeah, yes, shit. you can, or it's no, you so can only shit. have five or 10 people. It's yeah. So yeah, hopefully next year. And yeah. I'd like to get back into it. I used to do like one class a week after I had Otis. So you're obviously passionate about it. I love it. I really miss it. Yep. But it's really time consuming, like making up choreography. And I like to do something new every week. So like picking a song and having the time to, you know, put it together. It's not really as easy as probably what it looks. So, yeah, I want to do it. Maybe when I get my second child into daycare and mm. I've got some proper time, to, time to do apply thing. myself. Do Did you find, um, like, that was obviously your passion. Like mm-hmm. you absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. How far could you take it? Like, is there a point where it's just like, mm. like, I think anybody can build anything around a passion if they really want to. Mm-hmm. And if you can take it like anywhere, like how far did you really push to be like, this is what I want to do forever? No, I didn't. It's really interesting because Sam definitely did. And he's like that. I didn't. I think I saw, I went to a couple of auditions with Sam and we did like some group auditions for Australia's Got Talent. Or oh, yeah. Things like that. And um, that was good. But I think when I saw the reality of what it really took to make it in the dance industry in Australia particularly I was like I don't think that I couldn't do that I don't know if 
I really wanted to work and have money and be able to get my own place and things like that. And you really have to sacrifice so much and have, you know, it's um, uncertain pay for long periods of time. And just, I'm actually not very competitive. (laughs) So so I think uh, that probably played a part too, but I look at, you know, concerts and things like that and I see, like, dancers next to Beyonce or whoever and I'm like, I think that I could do it, but I I know how much work it takes to get there mm. and I don't know. I definitely couldn't do it now. Um, is there many opportunities in Australia? Oh, there is, but probably not as many as America, I, I would say. Yeah, so yeah. huge. Massive, huge, yeah. and just music videos and things like that. It's just a different level over there. Is there much money in dancing? Like, if you... Uh, it, when we were doing it, like our dance school and Sam was doing it full time, 100%, but still it's sort of like invoicing people and getting a big chunk of money at once. Yeah. So it's not a constant thing. So it was really good to have one of us doing something that was constant yep. and the other one taking all the risks. So definitely the there is, yep. but um, it's all over the shop. It's not consistent. Mm. Is um So yeah, health insurance. Mm-hmm. When did you leave that job? How did that all go down? Well, Sam convinced me that I should come and manage Griffenberger because that was kind of, you know, that started and I was like, I I definitely didn't doubt him when he wanted to do that because he's always just ideas just popping up, probably like you. And he was talking about this, you know, burger shop and he's going to make his dad and his brothers do it with him. I was like, oh yeah, okay. And I was, you know, doing my thing. And so I would, when it got really busy, way busier than what I expected it was going to be in the beginning. Yeah. I would work on the weekends. So I'd work full time, teach at night time, and then any nights I wasn't working and all day Saturday and all day Sunday, I would work at Griffenberger. So like 11 till nine or 10 till nine or 10 or whatever time. Um, And then after a while, like that was awesome. And I was just like running on adrenaline. Like we were making money and working really hard and everything was going well in all areas. And then after a while, Sam's like, I think we need someone full time to be just taking orders like in the beginning it was just like whoever was in the kitchen would go and take an order but it was getting really busy so he's like i think you should do that it's going to be a pay cut (laughs) um it's going to be a pay cut (laughs) (laughs) and you know you don't get oh no i did get sick pay and things like that but i never called in sick because there was no one to yeah yeah. um so i worked there after that until through my whole pregnancy till i was like 37 or 38 weeks on my feet with otis um now, since having a second baby, I'm like, I can't believe that I did that because my feet were like swollen. Yeah. yeah, and it was hot in there. Yep. Um, but I really loved it. And it's cool. It's different when you're doing it for yourself. Like I was always really passionate in at Skin, Skin, Surf. Like it was a family-run business. So I always sort of treated it like it was my own. Yep. Um, maybe because they felt like family and I really respected my bosses. And yeah, I love customer service. So this just felt different because it was our own and I could see it growing and yep. I liked having part in it. How do you feel? Like I, I sort of, I struggle with this part with, um, with Taylor at home. Mm-hmm. Like, does Sam ask you, like, how, so when he asks you, does he ask you about stuff where he says, I'm doing it? Or does it like, is it sort of half and half? Or he's like, mm-hmm. you need, or you just back him 100%? Because Taylor backs me 100%, but I know that sometimes I should probably talk to her a bit more. <clears throat> yeah, I back Sam 1000%, yeah. but... I will say he's really clever in the way he packages it up. To, you know, like, so I was, I was there's this, yeah, there's yep. this place. And he'll sort of say, like, he's telling me how great this idea is. And I'd be silly not to say no. But he doesn't say, can I please do this? Yeah, he's already made up his mind. 100%. Yeah. And I would never say no. Like, he's already told me of some other ideas that he wants to do next year. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not, he's not asking for my permission. Yeah. But I. He's just so, telling you. <laughs> he's telling me, but he's sort of. 
yeah, he's telling me, and but he sort of explains every detail and what his thought process is and why this shop would be a really good idea and a great opportunity yeah. for the business. All I can think of lately is like, oh my God, he's going to be even busier and yeah. home even less. But then at the same time, like I'm so proud of him and I feel like it's a really unique quality that yep. he has. So yeah, and I like my kids seeing their dad work really hard and explaining, you know. It's hard, it's hard on the... Like, <sighs> hard on relationships i always tell taylor this um because i yeah like it seems like it's just interesting to hear your perspective but i i always say to her um i'm going to dip in and dip out so if we're doing a new gym or something like that i say i'm going to be pretty non-existent for two months mm -hmm. i just need you to you know be with me allow me to do that mm -hmm. and then i'll sort of dip out of it like those yeah. sort of waves in a way but yeah i think it's i don't know i think every partner is different and how they 100%. sort of approach it because i've got some friends that partners just no like yeah and i think if you are a straight up no then like if i was a straight up no then and he listened to me then yep. we wouldn't have griffenberger and we wouldn't have yeah, well, that's, yeah and our dance school wouldn't have gone to the level that it went to and i wouldn't have my podcast or because yep. he bought me the equipment so he's a real doer and i recognize that so even if there's something where i'm a bit unsure about i still try and back him but I, it is tough being the wife oh, 100%. and also <laughs> yeah. like lately i'm struggling with you know like my second child's just turned one yep. and i'm like i want to i want to go out and do things i want to go out and work i'm driven i you know yep. i used to work three jobs and but somebody when you both decide to have a child somebody's gonna someone's gonna stay yeah. home and look after them yep. you know and he does as much as he possibly can when he's home or he'll come and take Otis sometimes and take him to work or do the banking or you know mm -hmm. whatever he can do but it, it's sacrifice but the best kind of sacrifice. Like, yeah, you know, like you want each other to be happy. You don't. I'm sure Taylor's the same. She doesn't want you at home miserable because I've, you can't. Well, I'm not, I wouldn't say miserable, but she... I think this is her purpose. I've said that because that's what... Like, this is... I don't think she was ever really, truly happy working. Mm -hmm. um, and she doesn't have any of those real desires to be, like, a business owner or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But the moment Willow came, like, you could just see how much happiness it brought yeah. her. And that was, like, the purpose of, like... So I mean, it works really well, but the great. same thing, it's just like you'd still sort of need to be home a bit more, but yeah. it's, it's like that tough. And just tough like spot. so she can have a little break. and Yeah, exactly yeah, right. No matter yeah. how much you love it, it's like toughest job in tough, the world. It's toughest hard. job I've ever had. Couldn't, couldn't do it. And harder than working like three three jobs when, yep. and one of them was full-time, 100%. Well, it just, is a full-time job. Yeah, and just like, never, ever, ever doesn't stop. stops. Yeah. And I love it so much, so, so much, but um, it's all I've ever wanted to do. But I also, I'm such a good mum when I'm doing something for myself, yep. like so much better. And maybe because I grew up with a young mum who then in turn, she had three kids by the time she was 21, she couldn't do anything. So then we would go to Nan's for a sleepover so she could go out with her friends or whatever. But yep. maybe because she missed out on so much and then I kind of always felt like that was because of us. Yep. So I don't want my kids to feel like, they're a burden yeah, or they're in the way yeah. of me doing things that I want to do. I want them to see that I can be happy and do my do own both. thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to... Women work full time and look after their kids and that's incredible. Yeah, I don't just... know if I could do that, but just something, you know, I think that's why yeah. the podcast is good at the moment. Yeah. Well, how... So why did it take you so long to do the podcast? <laughs> because Sammy did tell me, yeah, you bought it like a year or two years two ago. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because we... I thought it was really hard to set up. And I actually, I think, I don't know, you're really clever with all of this stuff. No, I'm not. YouTube's your friend. That's all oh, it is. Oh, well, just... Did you yeah, go on YouTube? Yeah, everything yeah. is a YouTube tutorial. Yep. 
and Sam was too busy and didn't really know much about it either. So just us trying to set up one of the microphones, we were like, this is too hard. We just argue with things like that. <laughs> we never put together flat packs together or anything yeah. like that. And so honestly, it was just probably being lazy. And then we we're like, are we or aren't we going to have a second child? And then I did that and I just sort of shoved it all in the cupboard. And yeah. it took way too long. But now it kind of feels like the right time, especially with COVID. Yeah, people everyone's listening, listening to podcasts right yeah, now. Exactly right. Yeah. What do you want to do on the podcast? Gosh, I would love to. I would really love to have like a live show in Ballarat one day. I That'd think that cool. would be cool because it's such a small town but a big town. So, mm. and everyone kind of knows everyone a little bit. So I think that would be my biggest goal. I'd love to be able to film it, or um, I'd love to pay someone to edit it one day. <laughs> I, you know, like I'm not trying to sell anything, which is great, and yeah. it's obviously not sponsored. But um, I can see the the perks in, you know, yeah. that well, kind def- of thing. Yeah, definitely stuff around town you could do. I had a message from the council the other day actually really? about just doing um, like a workshop, and I was like, oh, I've just like I can show the kids, but like I don't <laughs> like do that much. I set the cameras up and put it on and no, this make is it pretty cruisy. A great setup. Really. It's awesome. Thanks, Steve. Really Bless you. Really Bless you I like it. Um, let's talk about. Uh, how do you go with uh, first of all are you writing any of your posts on Griffinburger am I writing any of them no but I'm definitely like do not post that that's yeah that's (laughs) what I was like I wonder how um, how you take it all like does he run everything past you sometimes not everything like I'll like I have a shower at night time and I get out of the shower and I check my phone I'm like what on earth is this like he all it's always it's, that's when he makes his TikToks too like when I'm in the shower because uh, he knows yeah. he's not going to be interrupted yep. so he'll must be when he does all of his great thinking but yeah I definitely don't have any say <laughs> do people do people think it's you no no, no but people are always asking me if it's Sam or if he pays somebody to do it no it's him but it's even him. that alone like you would know running a business like search the social media side mm. for him is quite time consuming yep. I don't know how he's that's his personality though and it's funny that's just him being him hundred yeah, percent and like, his family like his dad even his mum they've got a really good sense of humor his brothers and sisters they're all like that <laughs> they're like that so people like that him. know him like they know that it's him yeah um yeah and my friends aren't super surprised because they know what he's like but then some people that don't know him very well it's like my auntie's christian yeah. and she lives in adelaide and she's always like <laughs> she's, ha, 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 i don't understand what he means <laughs> like all of it's all very sarcastic and yep. yeah so no but i don't have a say in any of that Oh, that's okay. No. And do you so? Are you what's your what's your current day look like at the moment? Currently, it's all all kids, all just up really early. Um, oh God, when we're not in lockdown, I'm always trying to get out and do things, yep. get wear them out. And then currently now, since I've started the podcast, I'll try and edit a podcast when the little one sleeps and my little boy's watching TV. Yeah, so we talked about this on, on just before <laughs> the editing side of. So that's why I try and make this one like as easy as possible mm-hmm. because I just don't want to edit. So but you do a great job because I really thought no, that's this, why I you watched This right here will not be touched. Guarantee right. it. Beep. It'll just go straight. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Awesome. <Beep. laughs> um, I think that let's let's well let's give a detail on into what how you do podcasting then. Okay. Like said, I think a so lot much of people, harder than what I thought it was going to be or yep. what I think people think it is. Yep. So the recording part, in my opinion, is the easiest part. As in this? Like what we're doing right now? Would you agree? Yeah. 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 Well, it depends actually. Like, are you prepping? Do you prep for people? 
Yeah, yep. So I'm, and I'm, I, mine are quite long, and I don't know if maybe that's a mistake no, <laughs> because be it's just a lot more. Like I yeah. think it's just a lot more editing and time to chop through things, and even just to listen through the rough draft takes yep. an hour and a half or however long if I'm stopping and starting. Yep. Um, so I prep, I record with however long that takes, and you know, chatting before and after, um, and then I will edit. That will take a long time. Then there's like, you know, let uploading it onto apple Podcasts and spotify like that was a, a mission do you do it individually no i do it through a um like anchor or something or is uh, that on through buzzsprout oh that's buzzsprout yeah you say that yeah i've only uploaded it to those two but getting it onto apple Podcasts, i was like i don't know sometimes things are just so confusing to me i'm like i want to i was gonna message you yeah and then i was should've. like i should have but yeah. then i was like i want to say i can do it myself yeah, especially because i was like really trying not to ask sam for help like i really wanted to just be good at something on my own and know how to do it and yeah i figured it out but just all of those little things writing the description yep well you know like i we paid um our friend hugh to make the intro music and just the lo- all of that stuff like did you do all of that yourself yeah i think i just got um royalty free music off youtube yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then i just put it onto final cut pro and just made like a bit of an intro but i was just like bits and pieces of people talking mm-hmm. just cut it all together which was like, I found that easier because I did a video background, obviously. So that was pretty easy, easy for me. But um, yeah, I think the, I just think I find the the prep, like I, I don't want to dive onto people's LinkedIn's and finding out too much about them. So I want to be generally intrigued. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to know everything about you. Yeah. But in saying that, I sort of have to prep a bit so I can still prompt the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it a bit hard. But yeah. Um, what type of guests are you going to have on there? Like when are you... So at the moment, I've got I've had just a handful of my f- closest friends, which has been really good, and Sam as well. That was really good. And yep. then I'm doing a couple of my own. I've got one coming up, um, as I sort of touched on before, growing up in like an adverse environment. Yep. I want to talk about that. Uh, I think that'll be really good and scary <laughs> and important. So you talk by yourself? Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to try and have a couple like that. <sighs> that'd yeah. Be, that'd be hard. It's so hard. And I, there's part of me that doesn't even want to put it out but then that was really the whole reason why i wanted to start the podcast like i just i don't do you listen to armchair expert no so that's by dak shepherd and he talks about his childhood there was just so many similarities and he talks about it in depth and sort of explains how that affects him as an adult today and i was like wow i wish i had something like this when i was growing up or even when i was in that situation i think imagine being able to pop some headphones in and listen to something like that it just wasn't around yep so yeah, I'll do a couple of my own and then I want to get into things. A lot of my friends that have given birth um, have had like birth trauma or... <sighs> do you have... Actually, I think I talked to Sammy about... Do yes, you, I listened to the yeah, episode again last night. I said, I said, do we have to cut that out? Or, um, I, it is the most... Do you think childbirth is beautiful? I do. But I think epidurals are beautiful too. So maybe that's why. <sighs> Did you have two? Yep. One with each. Yep. I got really, really lucky with my births. Like, so the most pain I've ever been in. Yeah. And I can't imagine being... Did, did you just jump... You didn't jump straight into the epidural? You're like, I'll have some pain first, then epidural. Oh, uh, well, with Otis, I was induced. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm handling this. And then they crank, they crank it. I don't know. If yeah, but it's like... Um, what are they... Like the... Yeah, because they put... Like the, is it the IV in you? What do they do? Yeah, yeah. What The oxytocin or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Tocin. Yep. Um, so I was like, you know, bouncing on the ball. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to die. Like I was like, help me to yep. Sam. And he like, I've just never seen him so scared. Um, but oh, with Romy, it was 
pretty good because as soon as I got to the hospital, I was like already halfway and they're like, what do you want in terms of pain relief? And I was like, I want an epidural. Yeah. And they hooked it up in within an hour. I was sweet. I had like um, hives almost. Like as soon as it kicked in, I was numb, but I was itchy. Oh. And they're like, you okay? I'm like, that's fine. Like I'll just scratch yeah, myself. Scratch, and, yeah, just... I don't mind. I think it's kind of common, but yeah. I was, wait, wait, well, Taylor, I don't think Taylor's been in too much pain her whole life to be honest but that's mm. what I was so worried like mm. I'm not the teller that I was so worried for, but <laughs> I was so worried about like I was like we'll just give her pain relief she was just gas but wow. then when she started to sp- like the gas made her sick so then she starts to like spew it's horrible like there's mm. nothing like we can do that we just sit, I just sit there and watch her and did you say she just had gas and that was it that's it gas like it was oh. it was really weird because she what a woman like I thought but then she kept were you cracking jokes and stuff? Oh uh, well, I didn't like the gas. It made me feel straight away. I just yeah, gave it up. Sick, yeah. yeah, but I know it's really good. So no, I wasn't high enough. Well, she on was the sort gas. of. Well, she wasn't. I don't know if she was high, but she'd be like, um, she'd ask. She'd be in so much pain. She'd go through like, and she went to shock so quick. But then she'd ask for like, um, what's it called? Remy, Remy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, Are you sure? And then she goes, Oh, do I need it? And I'm just like, <laughs> What? And then she'd just be like. <laughs> And then she goes through contractions, like, yeah, I want it, I want it. And then she'd come out of it and she'd be like, oh, imagine going through this again. Like, she's just like, it was this weird, like, wow. roller coaster of emotions. But she really was built for it, wasn't she? In oh, every sense of the word. Of, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I just couldn't, like, the whole, I don't want to scare people off at having kids mm. soon, but I just think it was horrific. Like, yeah. blood and, yeah. Sam, I listened to his episode and. There's some truth, but honestly, every time he tells that story, it just gets more and more elaborate. It's a bit more salt and sugar. Yeah, right? you know, GST. <laughs> Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, yep. we always say. But yep. um, I I would love to give birth again, but I don't want any more kids. So You would love to give birth again? <laughs> what, just for the high at the end? Yeah, and I love being pregnant. It's really weird. I love being pregnant, and I love, I love the build-up to birth and, like, all of my friends that get to like 39, 40 weeks, I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. Like, it's so exciting. What the fuck? But not exciting right. if you have a horrific birth. So, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I've been really lucky and I think I just want to stop there and, yeah, cool. tie that up into a little bit. But, yeah, so I want to get – I've got a, um, some people coming on, like a psychologist who she works in like a perinatal space with women and she is really passionate about birth trauma and postnatal depression. So I would love to get her on because yeah. I think that there's a lot of people that – want to hear things like that especially locally yep. um so i'd love to just yeah chat about maybe some topics that aren't always talked about on podcasts especially yep. locally i something think something a bit open yeah. I, actually, I wanted to get one of my friends on that's a nurse but i think there's like a bit of a um like rules or something yeah rules and regulations around what you can talk about yeah well the, this psychologist she's like i'll get back to you i'll just check and see if there's any yeah. anything i'm not allowed to talk about but she said it's not too strict yeah so. broad general I yeah because i think yeah a nurse would be especially now with covid and everything yeah I, I couldn't work in there my, one of my best friends works in um the emergency room and uh, we don't even have that much COVID at the base uh at st john's yeah yeah and she's and she's got two kids and she works all the time she's got i like, had like pressure sores on her nose from the Mars ppe yep. she's amazing yeah it's just exhausting for them i don't know couldn't do it see the one way or the other like there's like Places like ours that have been restricted so much, mm-hmm. and then you've got places like that that are just and like not the time for you to quit your job or no. take a step back, yeah, is it? But you no. probably feel like yeah. it, and you kind of, you know, she worked her pregnancy, second pregnancy through COVID in the emergency room, so she was always at risk of getting it, and that was before there was a vaccine and everything. So yeah, she's amazing. I just like admire her so much. Have you got the vaccine yet? Yeah, I'm about to get my second one on Tuesday. Can't wait. 
I could only get in on the 5th for my first one. Of October? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know, Sam, you need to talk, talk to Sam because he yeah. got all of our stuff in like a month before. Yeah. He just checks the Mercure website. And yeah, that's what it. I was on. I'm Have you been like refreshing it? Yeah, refreshing it, it yeah. Oh, we need to I started on the 30th and got to the 5th. My best friend, she had one for the 30th yeah. and she just got in tomorrow. Like last week we were refreshing it. Right. I might have to do that. I was Can someone travel, please travel hook yeah, Josh up with a, a Pfizer? Please say, you haven't even had your first one? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh but that's what I'm worried about because they're, like, they're saying they're going to bring in all these rules and that. And I'm just like, well, yeah. sort of need to be done with both. If, yeah. If they're gonna two at in. once if you can, two guys. Can you do that one in each arm? <laughs> right. Yeah. Talk, talk to Sammy about it. Yes. He'll hook you up. Right, let's um let's pivot a bit. What is your in in Ballarat? Well, you've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite places? Do you have any favorite things you do or venues? Yeah, so I love the the whole Armstrong Street vibe. Mm-hmm. I love uh, before COVID, like I loved like going out for dinner to I love Pancho and uh, Migas. I've never been there. Oh, you haven't lived. I know. I've haven't heard lived. so many good things about it. So I love going there. Like if I've got like a best friend, we would go, yeah, there. I love Mitchell Harris. Yep. Um, love Campanas. Like you can go there. Just we, went and bought this alcohol there actually. Yeah, <laughs> love them. So like we used to sort of go there on a Friday night and you can have like a little platter and wine and then move around. So yep. I love doing things like that. Awesome. I just love socializing and don't mind going to, you know, the George afterwards having... We have a lane, yeah, having a, a dance. couple of cocktails. you get drunk yeah. often or not? Oh, Out well, town, I or? was just saying to you before, yeah. in lockdown, yeah. yes. <laughs> lockdown. Unintentionally. Yes. But it's not a good idea because it's not like I can sleep in or no, shake kids. it off the next day. But I'm just like, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, I, I think I, I got a bit wound up. Yeah, when I was saying I was messaging Sammy to go to Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. And I got, like, it was probably the nearly the worst or second worst time I reckon I've ever had. Like, I don't, don't drink too often. And uh, one of my friends had to take me home. Smith, you know Smith. Oh, um, Luke Scott. Him? No, Ryan, Ryan, Luke. Smith, yeah, Smithy. I'd have to see a picture. A blonde hair, always in Griffenburger, always. Oh. Anyway, he had to take me oh, home from Renard because I was bad. Like, <laughs> apologise to the chef. I apologise to Louis, Teddy. What? Bad. Oh, um, it was bad. What drink did you have? Like what Everything. drug? Like it, oh. uh, um, and we had at Doctor Phil. I think it was CC and Dries. Oh yeah. The jugs are really get you. Like, all well, the cocktails, like, they're so sweet. And I don't think we had cocktails there. I had a lot of tacos. Mm. I think one was really hot, too hot for me. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, Renard was just, like, sl- slurpy boy or slurry boy or something. Never had it. And cocktails? Bad. Yeah, but I, like I think I heard that we are going to lockdown and I was like, yeah. fuck it. And that's, like, every other week now. So you're like, oh, well, yeah, whatever. Bugger it. I'm just going to go out. Pour it's a glass of wine. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, what about, uh, like, bowling and stuff like that? What cinemas do you like doing? Any? Love going to the movies. Love bowling. I, is Laser Force still open? Love that. I haven't been there. Oh, no, you been, haven't? No, I've been go-karting. Did you go-karting. grow up here? No, no, no. Oh, where was, did you grow up? Uh, like, Stall Navarre. You know where oh. Navarre is? No, I know where Stall is, though. Uh, Avoca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got Avoca... Moonabel, Navarre, Stall. So it's ah. like real sticks area. When did you move here? Uh, when I was 18, 19. Am I interviewing you now? Sorry. No, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, so, well, there used to be Laser Force right near where the bowling alley is. It's still there. I, no, I remember but seeing it. I, I don't know if it's there. still opening, open, but if it is, I, I feel like if they like really did those places up where you could, you know, you can drink and bowl like yeah. you can in Melbourne. Well, that's what I want to... 
I reckon a holy moly would do really well here. Yeah, because like you can drink doing that. Drink. Yeah. Cute. Sam, you yeah, listening? Sam, <laughs> come talk to me. I would love to do Business something like partner. that. There we go. I'd yeah. do that with him. Yeah, because right. last time I went bowling um, in the middle of a lockdown with my son, I was yep. like, this place could do with like a revamp. Yep. And then if you could drink while you bowl like you can in Melbourne, I think that would be can awesome. Can you drink while you bowl in Melbourne? Oh, yeah, I crown on that. Well, there's like lots of bowling. I've done that in uh, Gold Coast before too. So you like book a lane with your friends and it's like more of like a couch yeah, situation yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can have nice. drinks. Yeah, really fun. Okay, sounding. Honestly, cool there's not me. really much that I'm not up for. I love like getting out and about. love going out for coffee, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yep. Love it. Love going to the lake. Yeah, lake's nice. Hanging out. Um, my uncle, my uncle lives, just moved to the lake actually. Oh, wow. Had his car stolen the other night. You're joking. Yeah. <laughs> He, um, of was, all the places to uh, get your car stolen from. Well, yeah, it was pretty It was pretty bad. It was actually the same kid that stole that car, I think, stole my other mate's car four months later, four months earlier. Really? Bad. Did he have cameras and everything? They know, obviously, who um, he is. No, I think he got a message from somebody that let him know who it was. Gosh. Yeah. Bad people. Not good. Not, no, not good. I don't like that. Um, all right, let's move to the questions that I sent you last night. Yes. So you had a bit of a read? Yeah, I'm nervous. I don't know why it's so silly. Like I ask people questions all the time. But you nervous about this? Well, it just you know, you never know if it's going to be a good answer or okay. not. They're all good answers. <laughs> no answers bad. Uh, what's something people would be surprised to know about you? Well, I was going to say um, that I had really young parents because I think, or and also like I touched on before that I had quite a rough upbringing. I don't think people would pick that about me just because I'm pretty happy and positive and yeah. bubbly and. Yep. Things like that. So, yeah, I think that would be something that people don't know about me if they didn't know me. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what's, what do you love most apart from family? Apart from family, what do I love most? Okay. I, I love my friends. Like, I've got really good friendships and I think I put more value, extra value on them because of my childhood. And so I'm just really into, like, long-term friendships committed friendships yeah it's like i really take them seriously and i'm really proud of my friendships like shout out to any friends oh actually i probably shouldn't put <laughs> you on the spot like that there's too many <laughs> no i just yeah i think it's like sometimes you can see people that like jump from friendship group to friendship group and that's fine you know if it's not serving you anymore but sam and i've got some really good like a good group of friends and yeah. really good best friends and i'm really yeah proud of that awesome yeah uh what are you most proud of Mm. Afraid, not proud. Oh, you said proud of. I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> I like, that I one. Um, proud. Uh, well, I'm actually really afraid of being abducted. What do you like? <laughs> well, yeah, like, like I think I watch too or? many. Yeah, <laughs> or or maybe my my kids too. But I I kind of joke about it. But I am like I would I always have sort of like walked to my car after work like. I'm watching everybody. I'm on to every like if they think that I'm gonna be caught unaware, I'm not unaware. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. Got I'm a always bat. Yeah, I'm always and I'm always like reading number plates and I don't know. I don't know. If I'm if I'm worried about something, I'll always sort of like give a quick overview of what they're wearing. I don't know, it's crazy. What you, you look at as you go, <laughs> yeah. just let you know he's got yeah, a cap, Or like a red if I got shirt. in a taxi back before Uber and everything like that where everything's kind of recorded, I would like send all my friends like the ID or yeah, I don't, I don't know why I'm ultra paranoid, oh, but I think shit. I just have watched what too many. You, what you, you watch all crime shows, don't love, you? Yeah, love all of that. But see, then I freak myself out. Taylor does the same thing. Does she? And then she's like installs cameras around the house. Oh, see, I'd love to have. But then I would think I would be scared watching the cameras back. Well, they beep. Oh, yeah. They beep when something's coming past. And oh. It's like animal or it's like sound. And I'm just, oh. oh, my God. And I'm also, this. I'm afraid of 
my kids and I not having a close relationship when we're older. Like we don't have to be best Ooh, friends, yeah. but I really want to have a good relationship with my kids. Pretty and, open and yeah, and I just hope that they're like they love me and you know if good things happen they want to call me first and that yeah. kind of thing i yeah. want to be close to them i've got lots of friends that are really close with their parents and sam's parents are awesome so yeah her, yeah it was on your podcast I yeah that. they're so good so um, yeah awesome. with that. their nice house yeah <laughs> is that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i thought it was like a mansion but it's just like it's a, just a nice house, average house okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what's something someone said to you that's never left you well it, it was from a podcast i reckon it was um Dr. Phil, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's basically, it was about like, you know, trying to think about why people do the things they do and don't do the things they don't do. So if someone has upset you or they've done something to upset you, just trying to think about why they might've done it rather than, you know, not excusing behavior or being fine with someone treating you badly, but just trying to think about their perspective and their side of it. And like in the last few years that's really changed the way I look at things it's helped me repair relationships like with my mom and everything like that like just sort of taking a step back and like I said not excusing things or forgetting things but just sort of having a bit of empathy and compassion and I've tried to do that it's so tough yeah I really struggle with because then I just sit there and I turn around and they go well it doesn't make fucking sense to me why would they Mm. do that and I don't forget things ever like I really hold on to things and I hold grudges even if the person doesn't know it yep. and I don't love that about myself because it just upsets me yeah but I, it's been good for me to just just to even just have that thought process you know you don't necessarily have to forgive and forget you almost feel sorry for them in a way yeah or yeah just thinking of how it must feel to be the person that's hurt somebody yeah and I would much rather be the one that's hurting than the one that's hurt somebody if that makes sense you'd much rather be the one hurting yeah like i, I oh sorry so like sorry. the thought I mean, of upsetting yeah, somebody yeah, to yeah, me is gotcha. like the worst thing ever so yeah. yeah everyone's got their reasons why they do yeah. what they do and just trying to think about why they do that yeah. yeah you know and i would think about like how they grew up and maybe there's mental health reasons you know all of those things yeah hmm yeah i like that <laughs> uh do you have any mentors you really look up to i I can't think of anyone that's like super famous or anything, but or I... Or maybe someone locally, like... I was thinking about this this morning. Honestly, I think when I was working at Skin Skin Surf, um, all of the bosses there, so there was uh, John O'Neill and um, Paul Bivert, they were amazing. They were like father figures, like incredible, really um, treated their staff incredibly. And then there was a lot of older women than me. So I started there when I was 15, 14, yep. 15. So I think all of the older women around me at the time I really looked up to them and then I have a friend that lives in a little mining town in Roxby Downs which is in South Australia and um she like there's it's like the size of Bunningyong in the middle of nowhere and so her husband's been working in the mines for years she's had like lost both of her parents in the last few years really young like they're really young parents um she's just been through so many hard things and she you would not know and she's so nice to everyone so friendly and kind and yeah, I, I could take her anywhere and she'd yep. be friends with everybody. She's just, I really, and she's an awesome mum. She went through infertility um, with her second child for like seven years. and Seven years? Yeah, and she just got like a miracle baby all of a sudden. I, there's just so many things about her that I always look up to her. And she's only a couple of years older than me. But I, if I really, that's the first person that comes to mind when I think of who I look up to. So how'd you meet her? Like we she... worked at Skin Ski together. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Awesome. Uh, who do you want to see on the podcast next? 
Well, I w- we've talked about her a bit, but I would love to see your wife on here. Has she Taylor? been on? Yeah. No. I actually did want to do one. I don't know if I release it because I don't know what we talk about. I just don't know if people would want to hear that yet. I do. I Well, I would because I would like to hear more about you and her and your relationship. I think yeah, that would be interesting. Might, it's pretty out there. Like, I don't hold much back. Yeah, you should. That's mm. what I would want to hear. Okay. Taylor, yeah. if you're listening. Please come on. Listen. She probably listened. To the <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah. Um, or anyone else? Or Meg Campana? Yeah, I've had a couple with the Campanas actually. Yeah, well, the bo- I know Sam suggested the boys, yeah. but I've chatted to Meg uh, a while ago, and she's like the the older sister of twins, and yeah. she's always sort of mentioned like people don't even know that I exist, like, oh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and she sort of girl. said like. I like that. That's fine. But I think it would be a really interesting interview to yep. talk. You know, imagine being an only child and then having twin brothers. Twin brothers. Yeah. And everyone sort of knows who they are. And she's like, seems to be running the show over there at Campana's and she's just a lovely yeah, person. I've been to once or maybe twice. Yeah. Not properly though. Just to say day. Yeah. I just, awesome. yeah, I think she would be interesting to talk to. Yep. Right. Or Taylor. Yeah. Or Taylor. <laughs> um, anything else you want to leave listeners with? No, I'm just no, happy to be happy. here. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, everybody, great. check out the interview. Is it so? It's, what are you best on? Is Apple it best on Spotify? Podcasts or yep. Spotify? Yeah, okay, cool. lots of Spotify listeners. I wasn't expecting that. A lot. Well, everyone's sort of got it now. Yeah, I guess. but okay. yeah, either of those. Awesome. Leave a review for her. Go check Thank it you. out. Thanks Appreciate so time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.